welcome to Crowdworkcast. Uh, my name is Andrew Barnett, and before we kick on with uh, this week's episode, I need to do one final plug for uh, my fringe show. Uh, as I've mentioned on previous shows, uh, I'm doing a show called Role Reversal. It's with previous guests of the podcast, Julia Wilson, and uh, it starts this week. Uh, if you listen to this the day it uh, the day it drops, uh, then it will. Uh, the first night is tomorrow night, so Wednesday, the seventh of September. So we're on the seventh, ninth, and eleventh of September, eight fifteen p.m. at the Factory Theatre. The show is Role Reversal. It's myself. It's Julia Wilson. Tickets through FringeComedy.com.au. Or uh, there's a link on my website, andrewbarnettcomedy.com. All right, enough about me and Fringe. Uh, Let's talk about this week's guest. This week's guest is a guy named Mitch Garling. And uh, funny enough, Mitch has also got a Fringe show. Uh, this uh, this Sydney Fringe, uh, he is doing his first ever solo uh, comedy show, solo stand-up show. Uh, he'll also be at the Factory Theatre. Uh, if you download this today... Uh, on the day it drops, uh, then his uh, his first night is tonight. Uh, the show is called Reluctance to Adult. We talk a bit about it in the episode, so I no need to plug it too much more here um, other than to say, uh, yeah, it's uh, it looks like it'll be a good show. So if you can, I think I'm going to get down on Thursday night. So uh, if you can, uh, get along on Thursday night. And uh, if you uh, if you decide to get along on Thursday night, um, come say hi. Uh, other than that, Mitch, uh, Mitch is a guy I met a few years ago. He was running, uh, charity comedy nights up on the central coast, which is where he grew up. And, uh, he, he run in these nights called Iron Mike. And, uh, one of the things when I met Mitch, um, that impressed me most is he, he's a bit of a, what I'd call a self-starter. Uh, he just, uh, taken it on his own bat to start organizing these charity comedy nights because he loved comedy and, uh, wanted to find a way to, to sort of bring it to the central coast and make it work. And, uh, thought that, uh, the best way would be uh, through putting uh, putting on nights for great causes, and um, and I got to say they were all, every uh, one I heard of or was involved in uh, seemed to be fantastic success. And I believe he talks a little bit about it in this episode. There, uh, they uh, raised um, just shy of about fifty grand thus far for various charities and and the like. So uh, yeah, an impressive bloke, uh, Mitch. Uh, he's very self deprecating um, and uh, and kind of. Uh, kind of yeah low key but uh the, when you hear that sort of stuff and you you really start to chat to him about the stuff he's done uh it, it's quite a quite a bit to be impressed by anyway um this is a chat we recorded just a just a little while ago so uh maybe uh maybe just get on with it eh uh enough about me talking about the chat here it is uh this is episode 8 with Mitch Garland But welcome back to another episode. Uh, g'day, buddy. What's your name? Uh, my name's Mitch Garling. Mitch Garling. Now, Mitch, you look like a guy who's just had lunch, mate. What'd you think of lunch? Lunch was delicious. Thank you, Andrew. Um, it was a, a great little a Viet roll from a, from a new uh, a new shop, a new favourite. A new favourite. A new favourite. They added beetroot. Yeah. Which, uh, which surprised me, but here we are. Yeah, Vietnamese. Is that what you call them, Vietnamese rolls? Uh, that's yeah, I mean, or just uh, I would just maybe just rolls from the the Viet Bakery. Yeah, I don't know if I would go Viet rolls, but yeah. uh, I mean, when you said Viet rolls, I knew what you meant. Yeah, that's uh, when I was when I was sending you a message uh, to say, look, you know, come over, we'll grab some lunch, and then we'll record mm-hmm. the pod. 
I didn't know how to describe what they were because the first I um the first way they were described to me was just as Hong Ha rolls. Okay. Because that was the name of the shop, the Hong Ha Bakery. Yep. And it was their sort of specialty, but um, yeah. that's not the bakery we went to. So I didn't know what to call them that. Yeah, and I didn't want to like at first because too like, without knowing that the that the bakery was called the Hong Ha Bakery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, okay, Is it, it's one of those names where you're like, oh, yeah. are they taking the piss here? Or? It doesn't really come across in text either. No, I don't think. No, I didn't want to. Uh, didn't want to seem racial, but the very very good uh, very good lunch. Now, um. What have you got on this week, Mitch? Let's do that question. Uh, I've got uh, I've got my Sydney Fringe show starting this week, uh, kicking off tomorrow night um, in at uh, at the Factory Theatre. I'll just correct you on the time code. When uh, by the time this goes out, mate, uh, that will be tonight. My apologies. So my show kicks off tonight, guys. Uh, down at uh, down at the Factory Theatre, it's called Reluctance to Adult. It's a uh, my first, my first solo show. Um, there is, there are some other friends in the uh, in the sketches that we're doing, but uh, yeah. So my first solo show. Looking forward to it. So your first solo show, um, Sydney. For how have you found the process so far? Like, just first off, how long you been? How long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, it's coming up. Uh, so it'll be it's three and a half years now. Yep. So coming up next May will be four years. So it'll be four years next May. Um, yeah, I mean the process. The process is. Is good. I mean, I, I've done, I've done split shows before uh, with, with people, um, so know about all the, know know about flying, know about all that garbage. But, all the good um, fun stuff. All the good times. But um, yeah, first first solo show, first first show where it's really all on my shoulders. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous, but excited. Nervous, but okay. So let's um let's say someone's sitting at home and they're thinking, "Do I go to this show? Who is this Mitch Garling? What's this show about? Give it a plug. Sell it. Sell it to uh to, sell it to the listeners. Sell it to the peeps. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, I'm uh, yeah, like I said, relatively new to to comedy, like uh, in the grand scheme of things. But strong uh, start in this sales pitch, mate. By the way. Thank you, mate. Um, I'm just still thinking <laughs> look, about really the VN rolls. <laughs> like, imagine, imagine if I go, hey, look, buy our car. We've just started making We've, cars. We don't yeah. really know what they're about, but yeah, get, we're having a bash, guys. Yeah, it's like um, I've gone for a CEO job straight out of high school or, or something <laughs> like that. But um, yeah, no, um, yeah, reluctance to adult. It's a, it's an hour long show. It's it's a mixture of uh, uh, stand up and, and sketch. So there's a couple of sketches that I've written that. Um, I've been wanting to do for about a year or so, um, and I thought this would be a good good format. So I've uh, roped in a good friend of mine, Alex J, no Alex, to, to help me with that, and uh, got a, roped in a couple of friends to to open for me at some of the shows, which will be good. So I got uh, Jamie Kirk, Will McKellar, and uh, Luke Joseph Ryan. Oh, nice! Which will be nice, but um, for each of the nights. So very, who's doing the first night? First night. So tonight will be Jamie Kirk. Jamie Kirk, very funny uh, Sydney-based uh, comedian. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday we got Will McKellar, who is your favourite person in the world. <laughs> and uh, and then Saturday we got Luke Joseph Ryan. Oh, it sounds like a sounds like a good start to the show each night. And so then you're um, <laughs> the you're, rest of the show, however. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> not so much. So the so and the, so the sketches um, involve you and Alex, I take it. Yeah, so there there are a couple of a couple of things I've been thinking about for a while. Um, that I was tossing up either doing as like web videos or live stuff. And I thought that 
at Fringe, Fringe would be my obviously the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't want to go into too much detail with them, but um, yeah, just some some fun, lighthearted stuff. Um, a lot of sort of pop culture things. And you're no but you're no stranger to web videos either. So no, no. I mean, don't know. Um, we were Alex and I were doing the Rampart series for a bit, um, which was quite uh, I don't know quite well received. That was fun. I I, kind of, I enjoyed that series. Um, it was one of the things too with the web videos that I was impressed with. Uh, with that series, it was it was kind of well produced. It yeah. had a the, it it wasn't uh, it didn't have the feel of someone on their iPhone yeah um, haphazardly doing it. There was lighting. There was there was lighting. There was a good camera. There was you know there was organisation. There was like proper um, crew and and cast and and such and and yeah I think. That's that's just come from from our background. Like, um, dare my housemate and I studied that sort of stuff. So, so okay, let's go back. How old are you now? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. So, what is your background then? So, high school on the central coast. High school on the central coast, um, and then finished high school and and got a job in uh, in a call centre. Oh, no. Nice. When I was about uh, eighteen or so, yep. and then I worked uh, at that call centre for like three years, and then the company went under. What was the call center? Uh, it was called Custom Call. It was a um, uh, basically just a third party sort of call center. They just got the contracts. best kind of call center. The best kind, um, where, the, where the, you, the people on the other end of the line you cannot actually help because you don't represent the company that they want to talk to. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I I was working for them for about three years. So what sort of stuff were you doing? Like what sort of uh, Calls were you taking? Well, originally, originally I um, was working for their IINet team, like the okay. internet company, and then after about a month, I got moved over to a quality assurance team. So basically, I did admin, listening to other calls for like oh, wow. two years. So when they say this call may be recorded for quality assurance purposes, that's me. That was you me. were the dude listening to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was um, it was mind numbing. Um, <laughs> Are you serious? It sounds yeah. so interesting. So I can't believe that. But um, the good thing was you could just sort of like after about a week, you knew everything that they were supposed to be saying. Yep. So, you know, you're just listening and surfing the internet. and So heavily scripted though what they oh, were yeah. supposed to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I did that for a bit and then I was working uh, for Energy Australia for a bit doing admin stuff. I'm a little fascinated first off with the quality assurance. Yeah. What's the, like, did you did you ever hear, was there anything where you just heard it and you go, oh, this bloke's given up? The, there was the given up, but then there was also the ones that was like, I knew that if I flagged that, that they were done. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Like, I was like, oh, this person will be fired if I flag this. What sort of stuff? Um, okay, well, first, first of all, uh, first one that comes to mind was... Um, a guy talking to a, a customer and he said, oh, what's your name? And the, the customer said, Brian Smith. And he said, oh, Brian Smith. It's good to hear a good name like that. I'm sick of these names that have 12 bloody letters in them, like Bala, Bala Bing Bong or whatever. Like, Oh, wow. And it was just like, oh. Oh. All right, we're going there, are we? Yeah, okay. nice. Interesting. But yeah, flag that. Pretty How sure did Mr. He was, Smith uh, <laughs> take it? Yeah. Oh, he was. He actually wasn't too bad about it. I think <laughs> Mr. Smith just. I can't. From me, I can't remember if it was a. If he literally just shrugged it off, or oh, if he yeah. was into it. Wow. But 
Um, yeah, pretty sure he was walked out that afternoon. Um, what else comes to mind? Oh, that's, there was a. That's easy not to feel too sorry for that. That's oh, not, not at all. Not that's at all. just, yeah. And there's one where, like, uh, uh, a girl said something about a customer when she thought she was on mute, but she wasn't. Oh, no. What'd she say? Um, shut the fuck up. Mm. And um, she tried to cover it by. I, I cannot remember what she actually said. It was something along the lines of like that classic old like shut the front door. I said something like that. And the shut customer the was like, door. no, the you customers, didn't. The customer's <clears throat> like, well, how would you know whether my front door's open or not? Yeah. Or just who are you talking to in the call center? Why are they near the front door? But <laughs> um, yeah, so that was one that was, that's one that stuck in the memory. She was walked out that afternoon. Um, oh man. Uh, what else? One uh, Actually, one time a, uh, a guy... Um, did the old uh, reply all oh. on the wrong uh, conversation. So two emails come through at one time. Yep. We were having this conversation, like not myself and him, like our, our whole team, like just a little muck around conversation. And um, the girls, one of the girls were like, I'm going to go to the gym. Yep. And, or I went to the gym at lunch or something like that. And this guy, like, he was like one of those guys that's like really pushing the line, yeah, kind of thing. And he said, um, he was like, "Oh, I thought I could smell fish when you guys came back from lunch." Oh, yeah, yeah. Aww. So just you worked with some charming people at this place, didn't you? No, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was um, there was something <laughs> else, but he um, and he, he tell me he didn't. Is that the reply all? He reply you? he reply all to um. To the email that came through at the same time, which was to every that came through from one of the managers, like so, CEO sort of thing, um, that went to everyone in the company and all of our clients, all the clients. Yeah, so he replied all to that, and it just said, "I thought thought I could, I could smell fish when you came back from lunch." Wow, no context to it, because obviously it's a reply all to something's being like, "Congratulations mm. to the company," blah blah blah, but. Still walked that out that afternoon. That would have been baffling. Walked out for, that uh, afternoon. Imagine, imagine as a client just getting that as a report. What, what? what? As the CEO, you've just sent that email and yeah. you get that back to everyone. Well, you're like, <laughs> this guy is confident. This guy, yeah, this guy's ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that. I mean, they, they went under. They were on the news. Um, oh, really? A bunch of the, uh, a bunch of the, again, a bunch of the lovely people working there went a bit crazy because they said we weren't going to get paid for the last two weeks of work. Um, and they went a bit nuts and uh, smashed the place up. Oh, really? Yeah, smashed TVs. Wow. And TVs? St- stall through a vending machine. Some good times. <laughs> it was a good afternoon. It was a good afternoon. Oh, my God. I'm picturing like tyres on fire indoors oh, for no reason. Like, oh, just, uh, the just things that from? don't make any sense. Oh, that's crazy. But yeah, it was a interesting little period. So, the, yeah, call centre, you got some real world experience with life. I did. Straight out of high school, uh, I learned the hard truths. Yeah. So, where, where to from there? Um, well, funnily enough, I went to, uh, I went overseas. Okay. Where'd you um, go? I just went to uh, to Bali, right? Because I'm... I'm it was Aussie. the end of the football season. And, uh, yeah, exactly. We need to, me and the boys need to blow off some steam. Um, but no, I just went <laughs> Long to... Long season, you know, pre-season <laughs> is coming around. We're just going to... Really enjoy it. And then get back into the hard yards. Yeah. But um, I don't think I've, I've done hard yards in my life. But <laughs> um, no, like, so I had this, I had this trip planned to, to Bali with some friends and um, myself and one of the other guys that were working there both got the boot. And I 
when I was in Bali, I got an email from Energy Australia being like, hey, you were working for Energy Australia at this other place. Yep. Would you be interested in coming to work for us again? And I was like, yeah, I would be, but I'm overseas right now. And they were like, when do you get back? And I was like, Friday. And they're like, what time? I landed at like 6.30. And then I had my interview at Energy Australia at 9. Oh. So I went from the airport with my bags. Braids. With my, my Oakleys, my fake Oakleys on my head. <clears throat> but um, Hair yeah. still in braids from the beach. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, um, the only time an interview's gone well in a Bintang singlet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I had that interview at nine and then I got the job started on the Monday. And then oh, I, was, wow. I was at Energy Australia for like three years. Okay. And doing call center work for them? No, it was all admin. Oh, really? All admin stuff. So um, just whenever the people go door to door selling Energy Australia, they send forms in. And I was the sucker that put them in the computer and made them a customer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good time. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So then you, um, obviously, you uh, you alluded to the fact that you and Dare, uh, yeah. your flatmate, um, studied. Yeah. So I. I remember one day uh, I ended up getting a job at NRMA on the coast right near my house. And um, I just, one day I was just sort of sitting there and I was like, this isn't for me. Like I've been doing this since I left high school. Mm. Like I can't do this any longer. And I uh, went on to, uh, went onto the TAFE website and enrolled to start doing, pardon me, uh, film and TV. Nice. And uh, how long was that? That was two years. Two years. Two so years. What, what did you, what, what sort of stuff did you cover there? Um, I guess sort of like uh, initially to be all sort of like writing essentials and yep. um, learning learning camera, sound gear, editing, all that sort of thing. Um, but then it, like it started to move into more um, special effects and green screens and and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's it was pretty wide across the two years, like in terms of things we did. Yep. Um, and then of course there's things you've got to do with every sort of course where you've got to you know do like your film set OHS lessons and oh, and things like that just to make sure, you know, like the the amount of OHS that goes into a film set or something along those lines. Just the amount of OHS that goes into almost anything. Exactly. Like the safety brief I gave you in uh in this little uh, in studio. Here. Um, that was I mean, long. Like that, honestly that was like this podcast is gonna be what, an hour or forty minutes? Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that we did a two hour well, H and S before the lunch. Yeah. Look, um, the thing is, though, the thing is, is like that. That was actually the truncated version. I've got a uh, a much like, more comprehensive, really? like dinosaur. Yeah, if you were going to use the bathroom that's attached, well, then there's that's another, you know, uh, there's another session. Yeah, really. you can see the toilet, uh, the TV from the toilet, though. Yes, which so, is good because I often put the uh, the lesson the lesson up on the. That's I've great. got a couple of little videos, slideshows. Yeah, what to do in an emergency, that sort of stuff. If I'm on the toilet. Yep. What sort of emergency plan is there for this room? Well, it's door. Well, yeah, just look. Door. It's a lot. There's a lot to go into. I'd prefer probably not to. Um, you know, like that would take up most of the, the rest of the podcast. Okay, yeah, sorry. So, like, like I said, you're not. I've covered, turned it back on you. You're not covered for the bathroom, so just don't use the bathroom. No bathroom. No bathroom. Or you All know. right. Well, I'll just um, I'll wait to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just hold it. All right. I'll go to a server on the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, way. that's fine. You don't need induction. Carry uh, on. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, so what? What do you reckon your specialty was out of that? Like, because I know um, with uh, when you when you guys were doing the rampart, you mm. sort of all had different little roles. You'd feel like Dare seemed to be the uh, the camera yeah. operator and lighting lighting uh, guy. Guy. Yeah, he's very good with that stuff. 
Um, there was there was a bunch of us that came out of that year, um, and we we had a company. We put a company together called Elevator Five. Yep, and it stems from the fact that all five of us got stuck in an elevator one time. So we ended up just sort of making a joke about Elevator Five, and then it went from there. We made a bunch of short films, but we all had our own speciality. Yeah, like um, you know, some of the guys were good with camera. Some of the guys were good with sound. Um, one of the guys like really good editing. Um, you know, one of the guys, if you wanted a script looked at, you'd send it to him, and he would you know, tear it apart or, or tell you what works. Yeah. Um, I think I got from that, I mean, I am okay with a camera, mm. but certainly not anywhere near the level of what I should be. Mm. Um, but in terms of writing, I think it's really helped my stand-up writing. Yep. But also just uh, just writing in general, um, short films, sketches, that sort of thing. Um, so I think that's probably my strength coming out of there. Pretty yeah. good on pretty good on the edits now, not not when I was at not oh, when yeah. I was at school. It's garbage at school because it was on uh, um, on the Mac and on uh, Final Cut. Uh, Final Cut. Yeah, and I'm not uh, not the best with it, but on Premiere on a computer, pretty... on a computer like Macs aren't computers. Well, they're not. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're being recorded on a Mac as as you speak. I thought that was a fridge. Yeah, no. So it's far too pretty to be a fridge. Now that's true. Mind you, fridges are good, uh, looking good these days. Oh, this this is a total aside. Um, my wife and I um, often will will do what I like to call fantasy shopping. Yep. Like if you're just killing a bit of time. Oh, totally. Um, you know, in a shopping center or whatever, and you're looking at one thing, but then you wander over, and you you got to pick the dream fridge or the oh, totally. dream. Uh, and there's a one fridge at the moment, one of those, uh, it's like a double door, you know, the the, the French door type the things. Big, the big ones. Uh, it's got the water dispenser. Yeah. But with the water and ice dispenser, it's also got a soda stream in it. Get out. So you can get sparkling water out That's of this pretty, thing. Could you put, you could, you could do flavours, obviously, or the, is I it straight up just soda water? Yeah, I don't under I don't know if okay. you could do the flavors or how yeah. that'd work, but um, I'm I'm more a straight soda water guy anyway. It doesn't okay. sort of bother me. I'll I'll squeeze a bit of lemon or lime. Yeah, cucumber. Cucumber? Yeah, uh, no, not a cucumber. No, nah, me either. Then. Yeah, then. No, then yeah, <laughs> I don't agree then. Um, yeah, no, I think there was that there was that whole stage where, um, the big deal was having a little TV or a little computer in the. Yeah, you remember the internet fridge refrigerator? Internet fridge, and you could order your food, and it's like, it was like, you can just check the fridge and then see what you need and put your order in. It's like, that's, I'm, I don't know if I'm amazed or I hate it. That was like that, that was the, the, the internet boom sort of 1.0 mm. when people didn't realize, like, the, there was all these ideas about how the internet was going to be used. Like, yeah. oh, online shopping is going to be a massive thing. And, you know, so let's put the internet in the fridge and everyone will love it. This is the, totally. this is the fridge of the future. Mm-hmm. And um, there probably wasn't, the internet wasn't good enough at that stage. The infrastructure on anything no. wasn't good enough for it to be practically used. So it sort of became a joke. And then... Yep. And now, and can you get an internet refrigerator now? Oh, probably not. Like, there's no point for it. There's absolutely no point. Like, I'd you like can to order think there are people out there um, on the internet with an internet fridge with the cable still go like that plugged oh, into the yeah. phone line. It would surprise me if, like, my parents had one or or something along those mm. lines where it's like, but they would they would say it's a, it's a big thing. Like my, <laughs> yeah. my mum still 
like she only recently got a smartphone and was like, she actually only recently got a laptop. Like that's something that that's for another day. I don't have time to talk about that, but like she will brag about like, like polyphonic ringtones <laughs> and things like that. And it's like, oh man. Oh, uh, remember those. But I mean, that was a big deal too. Remember watching, um, not uh, Rage. What was the other one? The one on Channel Ten. Video hits. Video hits. Yeah, yeah. they used to. Um, yeah. They used to have the ads for the ringtones for the songs yeah. afterwards. You Crazy could dial one eight hundred, one three hundred, or whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever, and you get six six seventy five a minute. Get bill payers permission before doing yeah. it. That sort of thing. And get your uh, download your ringtone for free. And then there was After like paying twenty five dollars. You could get the websites where it would tell you how to make songs. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you press, you know, these buttons in certain order, that'll give you Eminem's new song. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really sound like it though. No. I mean, it definitely sounded like it was your mobile phone doing it. Mm. Which is funny because now the the phones, you can basically have anything as a ringtone. Oh, yeah. But 90% of people, 95% of people have, have the old one. school phone. Mm. Yeah. that's what, Which I've got too. I, I kind of like it. I like, yeah. I don't think it's... It's one of those things that everyone that has an Apple sort of phone, um, I think everyone likes having that, that just that original tone. What I found, I've had a few times where I've, I've, I've tried with songs, like yep. song I like, but I'd find instead of registering my phone was ringing, you, I'd just I'll be like, oh yeah, that song's great. I did, I used to have... Uh, I cannot remember which song it is now. Just stay uh, up on that mic, buddy. Oh, sorry, mate. I can't remember what song it is now. I think it was Bad to the Bone. Oh, George Thorogood, yes. Um, as my yeah. alarm tone. As your alarm tone? Yeah. <laughs> what a way to wake up each So that's day. the thing, like... This is an in- interesting insight into your psyche that that's how you chose to start the day. Isn't it? Bad to the Bone. All right. Yeah. Stay no. away, ladies. Yeah, it's, Mitch it's, Garling's it, getting up. It's no reflection at all. <laughs> I think it's to scare me awake. Um, but yeah, no. And then what, four months, six months later, um, I never want to hear about To The Bone oh, yeah. ever again in my life. Like if I hear it now, it's like, oh no, I've got to go to work or something. Like it's just... Yeah, no. It's, a, it's not for me. It's amazing. It doesn't matter what the... Uh, doesn't matter what the tone is. Yeah. If it's your alarm tone, it's horrible. You associate it so quickly with, with just... Not wanting to get out of bed. No, totally. I have that whole uh, thing where in your dream, uh, everyone probably has it, where in your dream your alarm is going off. So you're asleep in your dream or in bed in your dream and your alarm is going off in the dream and you've turned it off in the dream, but it keeps (laughs) going. But that's because it's going off in real life. Oh, no. Does that ever happen to you? No, I don't. I, I... It's been so long since I've been woken up by my alarm because I've got small children. So true, yeah. So occasionally I'll get woken up my, by my alarm, but it's always that that thing. Yeah, it takes me a little while to register what yeah. it is. And um, But I'm just trying to think. I don't, I don't know that I'm consciously dreaming that much yeah. anyway at the moment, which is, I don't know, maybe that's something I need to look into. Well, yeah, I, f- I feel like um, I was just thinking about it. Like if there wasn't such thing as an alarm clock or uh, alarms on your phone, the thing would be that we would get woken up by a rooster, right? Yeah, or the sun, or. But like I, I can sleep through anything. Like I feel like unless the rooster's like unless he's popped in the window and he's in my room, I'm not waking up. Like if I hear a, like 
you know, I live under a flight path. Like it's just constant. Like I'm not waking up from any of that. Mm. Yeah, but in in uh, in a world where there's no alarm clocks, yeah. um, where y- you're probably sleeping a bit more rough, a bit more tribal. There's probably yeah, actual, that's true. actual reasons to be awake early. <laughs> yeah, like um, being hunted. Yeah, or, or something, or actually having to get up and go get dinner, like get your breakfast. Yeah, very true. Get started hunting, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Farming for my livelihood. Yeah, not just yeah. um, I'm just gonna wake up and go to a call center. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh man, so um, so the, you enjoy obviously the college was a good uh, thing. So you yeah, you've elevated five productions. You want to plug any of the stuff you did with those guys or yeah? I mean, we made a few made a few short films for sort of Trot Fest, and we won a um, film competition in Newcastle. Got um, best film, best music, and best makeup. Oh, nice. Um, which was which was really cool. The um, the guys pulled out all the stops on that one. It was one called Ultimatum. Um, it was a zombie musical. A zombie musical. Yeah. Don't see enough of that. That's um, if any. Um, but yeah, so we've kind of not that we've disbanded, but we haven't worked together for about a year or so since last Tropfest. Okay. Um, but that's because we've we've all been doing our own thing. Um, and I, I assume that we'll probably come back together at some point to make more things. But um, yeah, we've all been sort of focusing on our own things. Plus, it doesn't help that three, no, two of us are in Newcastle and and three of us are in Hornsby. So yeah, it's um, you know, it's not the easiest thing to do. Are you Get still together. living at the same place in Hornsby? Yeah. Are you still getting visited by the Prowler? No, I'm not, but he, you know. Do you want to give give some backstory on that? Oh, so the Prowler was um, a gentleman that liked to stand at my window um, and basically watch myself sleep, um, which was good. And I saw him, I think I saw him about four or five times. <laughs> um, and he was not phased by the fact that he knew, like that, I knew he was there. Yeah, you're remarkably unfazed about this because I know you had at least one flatmate move out because they weren't yes. super keen on yeah. the idea of someone peering in windows. Yeah, when that flatmate moved out, I moved out into the other room though. Okay. So the other room that now overhangs, like, there's no way that anyone can stand at the windows. Okay. Now so now it's my other housemate's problem. <laughs> if that still happens, I don't know. Actually, funny story. One night I got locked out, and um. I knocked on his window to let me in and he freaked out. Like I can imagine. Like abs like I mean just Does he get bulk- a discount on the rent? No, he pays the same as me. But he should. <laughs> You're brutal. <laughs> yeah. But very um, Lord of the Flies approach to uh what is what can be quite a serious uh, Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's a horrible thing. But we actually found out the the real estate told us that um it was actually the tenants before were quite uh, a well known uh, drug dealer in the area, uh, so they feel like, or that's just their way of saying to us, like, "Don't worry about it." Um, the, just saying I, I, that I, it was, it was people. Did, yeah. the, the, that's not a great way to say, "Don't worry about it." No, it's not. Hey, then, don't worry about it. The people that lived here before were drug dealers, so it's probably just someone looking for either, you yeah, know, to settle up a drug debt. Yeah, don't worry about it. They'll probably just break in and yeah. and shank you, despite the fact that you've got done nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, also, eighteen months into the lease as well, um, I wouldn't mind a heads up on day one. Yeah, um, or even the inspection. That does feel like the kind of thing that they're obliged to let you know. Oh, totally. It's like a murder house, almost. Yeah. Like that's a is that in is that law that you have to like let the? Uh, uh, it is in some. I know it is in some places. I would have no clue if it is in New South Wales. Yeah. But yeah, 
That had um well th- basically being um that you if if a murder or something's happened yeah. in the house that you have to disclose to any potential buyers or renters or whatever yeah that that that's happened um which in one sense to me seems entirely like the kind of reasonable thing you do but then on the other sense like you, if you look at it totally from a scientific practical point of view yeah. it's like well who cares yeah exactly it's like you know there's there's not there's not ghosts in there. Yeah. I was hoping to, I was hoping when you said we found out from the real estate it agent was a ghost. That, yeah. It was actually a ghost. There's actually um, a guy who died there. He's still a really creepy ghost. Yeah. Um just watching me sleep. But yeah, no, he, he was not phased by the fact that I knew that he was there. Like I went to the window and I was like, Hey, like, you know, obviously in uh ruder terms <laughs> and just stood there. And then I actually one night I went to my housemate and I was like Let's go. Like, he's out there right now. I'm like, let's go. And I ran out after him. And then my housemate didn't follow me. Good housemate. Just left me. Went back to sleep. Fair enough. I walked back in. He was like, what? And I'm like, you didn't come. He's like, oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> All right. It's like, this wow. guy's going gonna... to... Shank me with a screwdriver. Yeah, I'll just I, go down by myself. That's a that's other level tired too. Like of being able to just to fall back to sleep because like oh, straight away. I, I yeah. literally, I literally sometimes when I'm I kids, I come home late from gigs or whatever, mm. getting into bed. I let a bit much air under the blankets. My wife's awake and then whinging that she can't get back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. she needs to talk to your flatmate who. If the adrenaline of a flatmate coming in going, there's a Please guy outside my room. Uh, he's He's been prowling around our house for a quite a while. I'm going to go chase him. If that doesn't, if that adrenaline yeah. doesn't kick you into like, hey, let's oh, wake yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. And especially like, it was, it was getting to him too. Like, not that it was his room that it was happening to, but it was certainly getting to him. He was like, I don't, like, this is creepy. Yeah. And then for me to go in and be like, man, he's here. Let's go. Like team we'll be a team we'll tackle this clown yeah and that's, for him to just be like no that's other level i'll being pop able back to, to sleep back to sleep that <laughs> yeah. is something else are yeah. you sure that's what happened are you sure maybe maybe you just got a bit scared maybe maybe do you or, want to slander him on this podcast and suggest that that's exactly what it was or are you oh uh, i think so I, I think possibly he may have been even perhaps under the influence of, of something to put him to sleep. Uh, okay. If you know what I'm saying. You but come home with a Bill Cosby type and... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Along those lines. <laughs> but um, yeah, certainly uh, I, I think if he was, uh, you know, uh, fully with it, I'd probably have... I'd say I'd 75% of me thinks I'd have support. Yeah, 75%. <laughs> well, it's good to know you live with people you can... Three quarters of the time. Yeah, one of, one of them I scare the shit out of and the other one is <laughs> just won't help me ever. Oh, nice. So so the Prowler's got any reason, do you think the Prowler's moved on? Uh, I think he uh, the show changed that he was watching. Um, so <laughs> I moved bedrooms and then I think the new one, probably not as interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I mean, my, my housemate just, he you know hangs out, watches movies and... Goes to sleep or hangs out, edits stuff, goes to sleep. It's not as interesting as... As what? What, what were you doing that was so interesting to look in on? I don't know, really. Just, <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> just, he probably saw some uh, some really good FIFA victories. Yeah. Um, which he, he might have just been a fan of me as a manager on FIFA. <laughs> it was really... <laughs> I took a team of underdogs and took them to the win. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, probably he just wanted to see how the season was going to end and uh, check in. Yeah. yeah. Season ended. It's like, all yeah. right. Well, Mitch has done the hard yards. Off to Bali. Yeah. Time for preseason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, so also now. We should probably cover off how we met. Yeah, you um you were running and you still do. Do you still run the Iron Mics? I uh, yeah I I'm haven't done a, an Iron Mike um charity night really um for a while. Um, yep. I mean we did we did a fundraiser on the weekend. We did do a fundraiser on the weekend. Uh, that yourself, was, uh, yeah. Thanks for that. Yourself, that myself, and Lawrence Mooney. Um, but I haven't done an Iron Mike comedy for charity on the coast for for a while. I've been meaning to, but it's just about like availability. Where'd that come from? Where'd that idea come from? What, what brought that about? Uh, always been a fan of stand-up. Yep. Loved going down to Sydney for stand-up. But hated going to Sydney for stand-up, I think is the main thing. Like, <laughs> So I, I remember originally I said to a friend, I was like, I really want to start something on the coast. Yep. And he said that it would never work. And I kind of took it as a challenge Yeah, that I thought it could work. And, you know, we've done, uh, myself and Will McKellar have run two other uh, monthly rooms on the coast, as well as the I Mike Comedy for Charity stuff, uh, which we've done like four or five nights. Um, not only on the coast, we did one in Orange as well, um, which I think we're about 42,000 total. Raised for yeah. various charities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and each one's a different charity. Each, each one's a different charity. Yeah, um, we did. There was uh, one where we raised money just for the um, oncology ward at the children's hospital. Nice. Uh, there was uh, one for a, a gentleman who unfortunately um, had uh, terminal cancer, and he basically wanted to uh, do a bit of a trip, and I think they took him to Disneyland and that sort of thing. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, it was his his family asked us to help with that. Yeah, I was probably a bit casual with my oh nice then. Um, I was just I was oh nice in Disneyland. D- it not is the nice reason though. he was going. No, it is a nice thing. Actually, I saw a building that looked like Disneyland on the way here. Oh really? Yeah, had these big beautiful pillars with like look like a literally I've never seen it in my life. It was sort of near. Uh, I want to say almost to the turn off to Bankstown. Almost to the turn off the bank. Well, this is on the M5. Oh, yeah, just before the M5. Just before the M5. I'm just trying to think. It could be a mosque. Yeah, it probably probably was. Whereabouts were? You? What road were you on? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, we can probably we'll edit this bit out. Yeah, no, um, no fuck editing. I don't edit, mate. Um, <laughs> no, but well, um, but yeah. So yeah, that's... if you're out there, uh, what's your Twitter? At Snitch Garling. At Snitch Garling, ladies and gentlemen, if you know Tell what, what the uh, the fancy building near Bankstown is. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. I literally, I saw it coming over the hill. I just saw these little pillars and little uh, cones on the top and I thought it's Disneyland. Like it really looked like Disneyland. Oh, uh, yeah. I know where you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, were you near Auburn? Yes. Yep. Okay. That's the Gallipoli Mosque in Auburn. Really? Yeah. That's okay. really, uh, yeah, it it's is beautiful. a beautiful building. Beautiful, beautiful building. building. They do every, I think every year they do a, um, they do like an open day and you can go in and have a look around. Oh, and man. Go up and climb up and uh, in the, up in the... Tower sort of thing. Tower. I wanted to say the minaret's the bit on top of it. So okay. yeah, into the tower. Yeah, I right. I think I might sound like an idiot now, but... Um, that's right. I'm I'm the one that's yeah, comparing that is cool it to building. Disneyland. So. That is... A, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, when I drive past it, it's not my... 
first thought that it's oh Disneyland, but um it is a cool building. Yeah. That's no. why my my kids love going past that one. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that just shows um how childish I am. Yeah. <laughs> really. It's another another I great a, insight into Mitch I see Darling. Something that turns out to be a Gallipoli mosque, so to do with you know, religion and, and history and things, and I go, wow, Disneyland. Oh yeah, so that's the Gallipoli Mosque in terms of it's um it's a Turkish mosque. Yeah, yeah. So um the uh, I believe um like to the point where now I had a Turkish friend who who explained this to me many years ago. So um this is secondhand information. So mm. if anyone out there I'm given the wrong information, please correct us. Please correct me uh, or excuse me. But uh, his like literally the imam of that mosque is like appointed by the Turkish government. That yeah. used to be the arrangement, and uh, yeah. like it's yeah, so like full on Turkish. So it's almost like a Turkish embassy. Well, in a sense, no, like yeah. it isn't, but it's like it's run. Yeah, yeah, the same so sort it's, of it's run way. the same sort of way. Like in terms of um, yeah, the the I think the the Turkish community do all the funding yeah. of it and that yeah. sort of stuff. So, um, but yeah, a beautiful building. Yeah, amazing, very building. very nice building. But um. Yeah, so off that. But yeah, that was going back to the iMic stuff. Uh, yeah, so about 42,000 raised. Um, done some pretty cool things. Like Outer Orange was really cool. Um, the, the Central Coast ones were, were great. And um, I mean, you came and did one for me. Yeah, that was great. Second, I think that was the second one we did with uh, Mikey Robbins. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, that was, it was, yeah, really cool. Really cool. Yeah, so, so and that was just off your own back. You were just like, you know yeah. what, let's, let's do something for charity. Let's do something. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I again, like I said, I, I wanted that challenge of of I think I think uh, comedy can work on the Central Coast, and I thought what well, Central Coast needs some culture, like that's <laughs> the main thing really. It's, oh, the Central Coast has its own culture. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, going back <laughs> to the Bintang singlets, um, but yeah, no, and it, it, I just thought that that was probably the best way of really. I don't want to say cashing in, but in terms of like really making a mark I think that it's like a charity thing on the coast would really work because people on the coast are quite good like that yeah where you know they are all about the community and even if it's not like there was a couple of shows that were directly going like the funds were going to things in the community like there was a the oncology ward um, for the children's hospital came from like a local it was because of a local boy's family yeah um, and and things like that that's that sort of thing I think people really get behind it. Yeah, no, it was a good, uh, a good in- initiative, and like it was, it was one of those things when, um, when I think when I met you, um, and you explained that you did those nights, it was one of those things like it seemed it was kind of impressive that you guys had just so off your own bat decided to to organise something and yeah. get up and do something, which I think is I think that's a hallmark of like like uh, of a bunch of the stuff you've done with, in terms of making your own um, the short film, yeah. And, the Rampart series, mm. um, which was basically based around you and your flatmates at the time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was, it's, uh, it was one of those things. I sometimes look at guys like you and just go, "Oh, I wish I had a bit more of that." Yeah, right. Well, Self starter. Well, thank um, you. Yeah. So I've I've started a podcast. So uh, and I came to do it for you. Yeah, which is the least uh, amount of effort you can do to call yourself a self starter. I think. <laughs> no, I think a podcast. I think you're all right, but yeah, no, I um. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, like I'm, tw- like I said before, 28 now. Um, that was going on five years ago. Like, still reluctant to adult. Very much so. Uh, a lot of reluctance to do that. Um, but you want to see how much? Come oh, down tonight to the Factory Theatre. It's on tonight. It's what time o'clock. is it again? Seven o'clock. Seven p.m. Yeah, seven p.m. Hour show. Nice um, tickets. Just, are... 
uh, fifteen. Uh, but the twelve uh, twelve dollars for tonight. $12. Cheap Tuesday. Cheap Tuesday. Grab a cheap pizza. Head on down. <laughs> You're just gonna have a whole room smelling of pizza. People like probably it's, it's going. It's it's pretty normal. Really, yeah. <laughs> that's the normal thing. <laughs> So uh, and they can get those at uh, fringecomedy.com.au. Yes, they can. Uh, or do you have a website with a link? Or uh, not myself, but um, I mean, if you head on to fa- if you're on Facebook, just look up Mitch Garling and um, or your Twitter, Snitch Garling. That's Snitch Garling on Twitter, Twitter Instagram, all cool. that sort of thing. Cool. That's I'm not rounding this up. I just thought that was a good time to plug the. Oh, sorry. Uh, plug I thought the that show was reluctance to adult. No, 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 no. I don't know. I want to talk about that. No. Talk about a few more things yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Now we were going to do this Friday. Yes. Except you had to pull out. Yeah, I did. Tell everyone yeah. your excuse. I had a... I've been doing a... a in, uh, wow, that was a good sentence. In <laughs> in, uh, in correlation with the uh, reluctance to adult sort yes. of thing is my desire to not have a... Job. Nine to five job. Yep. So I do have... I work for a company called Geeks to You in, in the city and... I'm just doing sort of part time there to part really time, sort of just just sort of um, going up against stereotypes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm trying, to, not trying to let everyone know geeks are cool too. Geeks are cool. We've got fans on. We're good guys. But um, <laughs> yeah. So like I yeah love that company, but it's it's just a part time thing. Yep. Like um, stand up and, and acting is is what I'm starting to really love. Like stand up for a while. Acting is pretty new. So on Friday, I had a, an audition for a, an ad for... It turned out to be Luxbet. Luxbet. Which is like uh, sort of like your your sports bet tab sort of thing. Luxbet, yep. William Hill, all those One sort of, of those ones. betting agencies. One of those. Um, but um, the, the audition was for a guardian angel. So I was playing a man's guardian angel while he put his bets on. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd it go? I think it went really well. Um, I'm pretty... I'm pretty happy with it. I thought it was a really good audition. But, but you was, never know with auditions. You never know. Like that's the thing. Like it was. They ended up taking three of us in at a time. Oh wow! And making us do because there's two guys betting, and then there's the guardian angel, and they made us sort of um, swap around. Okay. And it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I think the guardian angel thing works better for me than sitting there. You pretending are angelic. To be. Thank you. Thank you. I already have my own wings. So <laughs> it works well. Um, but more so than sitting down pretending to be just a guy at a barbecue. Yeah. Like pretending to bet. Well, you want to stretch your range, don't you? Exactly. Well, it's, I mean, I do, did the dolphin ads as well. Yes. Um, which I know you're a big fan of. I am. Dolphin and torches. Dolphin torches. Man tested, man approved. That's me. And... Um, yeah, so, uh, like I, th- I think I want to get away from the uh, the bloke sort of thing, but it seems to be all I'm getting. Yeah, so, wow. But that's fine. That's yeah, okay. better than nothing. Yeah, exactly. And you know, if you get if you get it, it's quite nice yeah. in the old pay packet. Yeah, there's if you yeah you can make um there's people that make quite a quite a decent living. Oh, totally. Even just voiceover stuff is. Mm. Well, speaking of voiceover stuff, uh, that was Saturday. You uh, you were telling me on Saturday um, during the day. How did you oh, spend yeah. your day that day? Mate? Saturday was uh, up at Blue Tongue Stadium on the Central Coast, uh, home of the Central Coast Mariners, North oh, Sydney nice. Bears. That was a joke. But um, yeah, I was there. It was the Central Coast Football Finals. Yep. And I was uh, ground announcing for the day, which was something that I've been doing for about... Two, uh, 
a year and a half now for Central Coast Football. Oh, really? But um, have never done it at the stadium. So that was like a bucket list sort of thing because I do, I support the Mariners being from the coast. And uh, yeah, it was really great to <laughs> get to do it at, so at the home stadium. So how did you get that? Uh, a mate of mine used to do it um, that I knew through the radio um, and just... Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, whenever I used to run Iron Mike stuff, he yep. worked for the radio. So he like he was a mate of a mate and I used yep. to contact him at the radio and be like, hey, I'm doing another Iron Mike. Can you help me out? Yes. Okay. And then we became quite close. And then when he got a gig hosting Breakfast Radio up in Brisbane, he went to Brisbane. And when he left, they were like, hey, can you come and do the... Became quite close. Does this correlate with when the, the Prowler left? When he went to Brisbane? Oh, it does too. No, no. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> Just turns out, like, I don't recognise him at all. <laughs> I can like, I know what the Prowler looks like. Oh, good. Like, so if I see you in the street, my friend, I probably won't say a thing. But yeah, probably probably nudge the person next to you and go, that's, that's, that's that the guy. Prowler. That's him. And they'll have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. But um, <laughs> some stranger you're lining up next to it. No, I don't. That's the Prowler. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, what were we Sorry. So we we're talking about uh, the grand announcing. So that that friend, he moved um, to Brisbane, got that show in Brisbane, the Breakfast Radio, yeah. and uh, they asked him to do the finals a couple of years ago, and he was like, "Hey, I've moved to Brisbane, but my friend Mitch would be good." So they messaged me, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to take over?" And then I've done um, the finals, finals of like preseason cup, oh, semi-finals, wow. finals, all that sort of thing, all on the coast, and then. Um, soccer fives, which is a like a big indoor. Um, it's not indoor. It's a five, like a five aside, five aside team thing up yep. on the coast. Um, very big, very well supported. Um, they put money into Central Coast football so that they could rent the stadium for the day. Oh wow! So they basically sponsored it. So that yep. basically meant that you know every twenty minutes into the game, I was giving it a bit of like. The soccer season's not over. You can still get that football fix at Soccer Fives. Head on to the website for more info. Well, I, I was actually going to ask you to give me a taste of the announcer voice. So that's the that's yeah, no, I'll do the it. ad. I'll do that's the ad. Yeah. Okay. Now give me give me some players coming onto the field. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So, welcome to Central Coast Stadium. This afternoon's Under Sixteen A's Grand Final is between Wyong and Wungara. Wyong line up as follows: Number one, Brad Smith. Number two, Andrew Barnett. Number three, Mitch Garling, something like that. Wow. That's a good team too, by the way. Great team. Brad Smith yeah. is a good goalkeeper too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just made that up. But. Do you um, ever struggle with any of the names? So it's, it's, all, it's all soccer? It's all, yeah, all soccer. Yeah. Um, but um, Do you ever get a name where you're like, oh, how am I going to do I had that? one on the weekend. Um, it was a, a young Thai fellow. Oh, okay. Um, his name was, um, it was, I think it was S O U. So, so, so. S O U R O U T H V. So it's like Su Surath Surathav. 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 And Surathav. I just went down to the coach and was like, Can you just like say it um phonetically or, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is? And he was like Surathav. So you just remember that. Um I'd won the other year where um there's a, a gentleman called Chiji Aluji. Oh, that would I would have been finding any reason to say that name I yeah. could. Only reason I knew his name is because he's dating one of the girls I went to high school with, so I knew how to say it. But he like he messaged me after the game was like, "Man, you're the first person that's ever got my name right." Oh, really? Like first grand announcer. So 
tick. That's pretty good. Nice. That's pretty good. But yeah, no, it's great. It's good fun. It's it's really, um, it's like I love I love football. I love watching playing. So to be paid to sit there and watch, like you're doing it from like eight in the morning till five in the afternoon, all day announcing, and just watching these young kids. So do you just, announce the goals? Yeah. Okay. So Chigi Aluji, yeah. yeah, scores. Yeah, I would literally. Okay, so Chigi Aluji's just yeah. scored. I'll be like, uh, so what kind of goal is it? What kind uh, of goal? Is it a penalty header. or is it a header? Yeah, header. He um, received a cross from uh, Alfonso. Get out of it. James. James. I thought, you, I thought Alfonso was going to be. Uh, Taglia Pietra. Well, there it is. Um, so you'd go, uh, you'd say, uh, uh, goal, goal scored by number two. Chigi Aluji for Camwell off a blah blah header or a blah blah corner. Blah blah. Or like, you know, oh, like come Alfonso on. James. Give me Alfonso. No, Alfonso Tagliapietra. Alfonso, um, a great corner by Alfonso Del Petriacha or whatever you said. Del Petriacha. <laughs> Leeds. I only, I only know that. That was the, the surname of a girl I, uh, I knew when I was at school. Uh, and you, I just met her on one of these school like Riverina yeah. type things and she was from Griffith and it turned out my wife who's from Griffith um, knew the family but yeah <laughs> really? Taglia Pietra Tal- yeah Italians Italians believe it or not uh, you wouldn't have thought it but um, yeah actually it's funny uh, the uh, the game between I had a game between Wyoming and Wongara which is a, a suburb up there and uh, the yeah. people had given me Wyong versus Camel the team sheet Oh, okay. Give me the wrong team sheet. So I read out the wrong team sheet. And I've never seen like parents blow up immediately like that. Like I'm saying like just standing like banging on the window of the <laughs> corporate box and oh, like, wow. like yeah, like yelling, like coming into the corporate like knocking on the door and just coming in and being like, You read out the wrong names, but like our kids needed this. That's why they wanted this. They get to play at the stadium. And I was like, when I have the real team sheet, I will make it right. Yeah. And I went Calm and got down. the real unless you've went got the real team sheet. And then I went and got it, came back, read it out, and they all clapped. And I was like, "There we go. That's all we have to do, guys." Don't um, need to freak out. You should have done it. Made an announcement of it. And I'm getting threats now from the father of number seven. Is <laughs> funny. I um number five and number eight for the last game of the day looked really similar. And I was I saw like him the sc- numbers or the people wearing <laughs> yeah them. five and eight. They're very similar numbers. It confuses <laughs> yeah. me. No, they had some similar hairstyles, like build and such. And um, the five scored, but I thought it was the eight. Oh, no. So I read out. I was like, goal score by number eight, blah, blah. And like all these parents were like, what? And like the kid on the field was like, like that. Like looking back at the stadium. Like I, obviously this is a podcast. Yeah. I can't do that. Should but he's done. throwing his hands up in the air. If he knew what he was doing, he should have turned around to show that he was number five. Yes. But then as he walked away, I saw that it was number five. So I was like, my apologies. Goal was actually scored by number five, blah, blah. And then he was like, yeah, like clapped at the... Back at the stadium, which oh, was nice. nice, but um, yeah, you can certainly get, you can certainly see how um, you can certainly see how there's that uh, reputation around uh, parents at, at football games and and things like that. It's 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 very it's very true. Yeah, there, like that was one passion. thing. There is some sideline passion that gets gets going. Yeah, there's a bit of um, bit of yelling and. And uh, and sledging and such, and it's funny because obviously they're so used to being right next to the field yeah. in the stadium. It's like they don't get that. Literally, the only people that are hearing it are the other parents. It's a, it's amazing too that the um, the like the yeah the 
the, I think one of the big things that could probably fix a lot of those problems is if um, if ground announcers didn't, you know, get things wrong. screw things up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That'd, that'd save a whole lot of heartache for everyone. Especially the children. I've ruined the children's day. Yeah, think of the children, Mitchell. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, nah. There was one guy, one father just kept yelling out, you can do it oh, really? like the water boy. <laughs> I wrote a status about it saying that um, I'm not sure if this guy's just like a lame dad. Or if Central Coast Cinema's only just got the water for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he's he's been flicking through his Netflix queue last night and just going, so oh, I never saw that. Yeah, that's I've heard good things about Little Nicky. And then he's <laughs> just going, I have the best catchphrase for tomorrow. Oh, boy. Yeah. Everyone will get it too because yeah. everyone's he's, got Netflix. Chances are he's turned up on spe- – he doesn't even have a kid. In oh, the not year. at all. My dad does that sort of thing all the time, not hang out places where – there's kids, but like he'll he'll think of something or like so. For instance, when I moved into my house, the house behind us is this big uh, mansion sort of house, and it's the house they filmed Don's Party at. If you remember that movie from like the eighties, Aussie yeah, movie. Yeah. And like the second time my dad came to visit, he was like, "Oh, that's the house they filmed Don's Party at." And I was like, "Oh, really?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I looked it up, and it was. But you know that like. He saw that on the day I moved in and he's just been like, I'm going to hold this yeah, until a good time. Like, you know, we've got to focus on moving in, you know, just get it done. And maybe I'll drop it when I le- when we're leaving or I'll drop it next time I come. Like he's just one of those kind of guys that holds just, on to things. He'll have a, uh, think of a funny anecdote or a, funny, oh, yeah. a witty comeback and then try and manufacture the situation. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, um, that, that's, I, I, that's one thing I think stand-up helps with. Is I think most stand-ups would be that annoying person yep. if they weren't doing stand-up. Just having all these thoughts, oh, that'd be funny if I said this. And just trying to manufacture the, yep. the situation. Well, I think like, I, I don't know if you do, but I certainly will try a bit in conversation. Like not, not necessarily the whole bit, but like I'll tell a story. Really? Do you do that? Yeah, only mainly to my girlfriend um, uh, or all my parents. Like if I'm talking to my parents, I'll be like, Blah, blah, blah. I can just tell this story and then be like, cool, that was, it wasn't a bit that I was thinking, but it was like, it was a, it was a story that I thought could be a bit. Yeah. I, I'll often do, I, I will to my wife, especially, I'll just go, Hey, do you think this is funny? Yeah. 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 Do you think there's something in this? And I'll just run a, run a rough yeah. bit. There's every now and then I've lucked on something that's happened naturally. Like yeah. when I said something naturally, you've been in a conversation, you start talking about something, you go, Oh wow. There's a bit in that. Yeah, totally. But, um, that do, that only works if you're not talking to other comics. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it becomes a who 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 really gets this. Or... <laughs> yeah. The yeah. thing with the um, like obviously your wife and and my girlfriend running things by them because I certainly do the same. Is you can tell, you can really tell when something's funny. Oh, because and... I take it your girlfriend. Speaking for my wife, she doesn't find me particularly entertaining at all. All oh, right. Yeah. Over no. it. That makes no sense, Barnum. Not over it. Because just... I find you to be the most entertaining person I've ever met. Yeah. Well, obviously you're a man of taste. Um, but uh, <laughs> I've, been no, a, I've been in a call center my whole <laughs> life, by <Yeah>. the way. <laughs> yeah. Hard to impress. <laughs> no, she's um she's not um when you say she's over it. That would suggest that at one point she was into it. She was into it, yeah. Yeah, no, she's never particularly... There's a lot of... I I dare say there's a lot of things she does um, like about me, (laughs) but she's just not... She's not that amused. So it was like a... Honey, I'm thinking about trying stand-up. 
Really? No, no. No. I think she acknowledged that other people find me funny. She just doesn't. Okay. So it's just it's a <laughs> an interesting, but it, it's good. Too Great dynamic. It's it's interesting because I know if I get her, if I get something out of her, it's real good. It's good. It's okay. gonna work. And yeah, uh, I get the. Uh, I either get the the bra- like the full break, yep. or I get the like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand that. Like we used to at at in class we used to have a teacher that if you could make him break, you knew it was funny. But if he said he was like he used to be like. Yeah, right. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. That's funny. And you're like, well, no, I know it's not funny now because yeah. you've, I've seen you laugh probably. Because like, what happens is when, when stuff's funny, people laugh. Exactly. That's how That's it works. a very comic thing to do. Comedians like, yeah, that's funny, man. Okay. That's yeah. Funny. Good bit. Yeah. That could work. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Or yeah. there's, you, you know, you've, you know, you've, you've tried something that there's not, um, that, that you haven't nailed yet because people will often go, yeah, there's definitely something there. Yeah. There's something in that. There's a good premise. Yeah. Good you know, premise. Not what you said, but there's something in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you haven't found it yet, but someone will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, if people do want to find the humour, get down tonight or... Uh, so tonight... Thursday and Saturday. Thursday and Saturday, which is what's at the... 8th and the 10th. Yes, so the 6th, 8th and the 10th, 7pm, uh, the Factory Theatre in Marrickville. Yeah. Um, the show is called Reluctance to... Adult. Reluctance to Adult. That was like a weird um, answering machine thing. Yeah, yeah. There, wasn't it? Reluctance to Adult. It's uh, reluctance to use proper sentence structure as well. Um, Which is part of being an adult. Yeah, I'd well, say. it's becoming less and less part of it. Yeah, though, that's true. Realistically, but... Um, LOL and stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, get down and see that. It'll uh, it'll be a great show. I think I'm going to come down on Thursday night um, and um, yeah, try and not pay for a ticket. But uh, <laughs> what about your own? What about your own shows, mate? What's oh yes, it? my own shows. My shows are on the. Uh, we're actually in the same uh, little uh, space you are, same performance space you are. Where uh, I'm doing as uh, as I've previously plugged on the show, I'm doing my show with Julia Wilson. Uh, we're doing a split bill called Roll Reversal. Um, and uh, we are on on Wednesday, so if you hear this uh, as it drops on Tuesday, that'll be tomorrow. Uh, we're on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday night, eight fifteen p.m. And uh, we're at the uh, we're also at the Factory Theatre. It's a great time. It is eight fifteen is the great time. Eight fifteen is a good time slot. So we're we're looking forward to doing that. I am I'm almost finished writing my material, <laughs> uh, which is nice. Nice. It's good to have it a couple of days out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there's a there's a comedy night tonight that's going to have a whole bunch of stuff tried on them. Uh, Where are you at tonight? Uh, tonight I'm over at the and this is by the time you hear this, this is a little it'll gone, be in the past. But uh, I'm doing a I think I'm doing a thing at the Coogee Bay Hotel. So really for uh, Pat Doherty? Yes, one of oh. those Dirty Thunder things. I'm going Dirty Thunder, and, great room. Yeah, and and great guy, Pat Doherty. Yes, lovely dude. Yeah. So uh, I haven't done a heap of gigs for him, but uh, yeah, this will this should be fun. Beautiful. Yes. Anyway, M- Mitch, thank you very much for uh, coming down and doing the podcast. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me, Andrew. It was a lot of fun. No worries. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.